Well, get your Bibles out and go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Well, it's Palm Sunday. I know that you thought you were coming to church and hear about Jesus riding on a donkey. But I don't have a donkey sermon today. But we are going to talk about his death, burial, and resurrection. Boy, Easter is about like the best time in the world to be a Christian and to be in the earth. And, and I love this. I love this. The stuff I'm going to preach to you today, the, the Lord has taught me this over years and years and years. And it's sad that a lot of churches will not hear what I, you're going to hear today. I wish they did. I wish they heard it. I wish the church knew it. 1 Peter 2, chapter 2, verse 24. And I'm just going to read it all the way through. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree that we having died to sin might live a righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. We will talk about healing today, but we're going to go a whole lot deeper than that. We're going to talk about his death, burial, and resurrection. Let me start off by making a statement to you about this scripture. It says him, himself. Everything that we learn in Christianity is based on what Jesus did, not you. What you did and didn't do does not enter the equation other than receiving it. Everything is about him. It says himself bore your sins. Let me read this to you. It says there's only one way to be born again. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now, most of the time, the world that we're living in today, the biggest problem is that they, they worship man's efforts. If you don't believe me, watch football. Every time we get in a conference, like what are we, you know, like they said when the towers went down, we will build back better. And the Tower of Babel, we will build. No, you won't. You don't have anything right now that wasn't given to you by God. You don't have anything. When he found you, you were a sinner, and you couldn't do anything about it. He did it. You didn't do it. So as you go through your Christianity, don't make the mistake of going back and thinking, now you're going to help him, because you're not. That's where the church gets messed up. When we were in Israel, Lisa and I and the, the church here, we went like three times. The Jews there are still trying to keep the law in order to be righteous. We, got on a, we, we were there on the, uh, on the Sabbath, and a Jew got in the elevator with us, and he stood outside to wait till someone, because he's not allowed to push a button, that's work. If he pushes a button, he can't go to heaven, so I pushed it for him. <laughs> I said, what floor do you want to go to? And he said, I said, why can't you push it? He said, well, I'm Jewish, and that would be work. And I went, well, come on, get in, I'll take you up. Now, you know, I'm sitting there going, I might be a dumb goheem, but I can at least make an elevator work on Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. But why is that? Because they're, because they're still trusting in themselves, not in him. Him. 
did it. Himself, so in John 15, 5, said, without me, you can do what? And nothing in the Greek means absolutely nothing. See, some of y'all think that you're helping God. You're not. You're hindering him. You're probably in the way. Without me, you can do nothing. I'm going to give you another one. You're not going to like this one. Without me, you know nothing. (laughs) Nothing in the Greek means nothing. Now, see, you don't want to admit how dumb you were when you got saved. And had he not given you the revelation of Jesus, you'd have never figured that out. Amen. You thought smoking dope made you enlightened. I am going to see the light. It's the porch, son. It's the porch. Never mind. Been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. All right. (laughs) You know, I think it was Che who's sitting back there. She saw the Jesus revolution. She walked out of the theater. She said, I think I understand you now. I said, absolutely, honey. Uh, You know, one thing is if you watch my family, it's kind of strange. My sons and my grandsons are pretty much the same age. And one day we were at a BMX track, and three of them were saying, Dad, 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 and two of them were saying, Grandpa, Grandpa. And the man went, how does that work? And I said, I was a hippie. He went, oh. (laughs) God's good. Turns all things for the good. Anyway, they're all great. They're all great. It says in Romans 3.10, it says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Himself bore our sins in his own body. When you're believing God, you have to quit putting faith in your faith. I am believing God. No, you get your eyes on him. He bore your sickness. He bore your sin. He died. He rose. He conquered. He sat down, and then he gave it to you. All right, next word is bore. Himself bore. The Hebrew word for bore is nasa, N-A-S-A. Has anybody in here ever heard of a place called NASA? It's Cape Canaveral. Why do they call it NASA? It means liftoff. Liftoff. What did he do? Himself lifted off of you your sins in his own body. He bore them. He lifted them. He removed them. What percentage? Say it again. All. Now, you're going to make the devil mad before you leave today. We're all going to make him very mad before we leave today. And we're going to get free as all get out. Nassau means lifted off. Proverbs, Psalm 103, verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Say there is no sin on my account. Say there's no condemnation because he bore it. Now, see, 
We gotta, if you're a born again Christian, you have to get over sin consciousness. You have to get over self consciousness. You have to get over I'm gonna do it conscious. You've gotta get back in to He did it. He gave it to me. He bore my sin. He took my place. He He went into. He died in my place. Rose from the dead in my place. Sat down in my place and gave it to me. Or you'll live your life trying to become what he already did. Trying to become what he's already handed you as a free gift so you're to fight to stay at rest. Himself. There ain't nothing in there about you. Say, I'm believing for my healing. Stop. You are. He did it. You ain't doing it. He did it. You is. Himself bore your, our sins in his own body. Now, now think about this for a minute. Oh, wow. Okay. Go to Isaiah 53. Hold your place here and go to Isaiah 53. We're going to take our time today. I'm not in a hurry to get you out of here. Because there's nothing you're going to do worth anything anyway. Since he did it all. We're going to get your focus back where it needs to be instead of off of yourself. I got things to do. Well, you know, next time, I, next time you watch a hamster in a cage, I want you to name him whatever your name is. Yeah, because that's what hamsters do. They go nowhere. And that's what you do after church Sunday. You just go nowhere. Ramsters just looking at <laughs> I'm making progress. You're going, you ain't going nowhere. You're like a Christian. Eat food and run in a wheel. Now, if you let Jesus open the door, you can go back out in the woods again. Never mind. Isaiah 53, who believed our report and whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He Grew up before him as a root out of dry ground. He had no former comeliness, and we saw him. There was no beauty that I would desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. He is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We esteemed him not. He bore our grief. He carried our sorrows. We esteemed him stricken, smitten of God. And he was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes you were healed. This ain't about you. See, if you ever got excited about him, you wouldn't have half the problems you're having because it never was about how good you are. It's about how good he is. It's about how good God is. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Rejoice in the Lord. Come on, I'm just now getting cranked up. I ain't even got started yet. I'm in first gear. I might go to four-wheel drive, but I'm still in first gear. Oh. <laughs> it says, and he bore our sins in his own body. Now, now, Second Corinthians, now I'm going to say something right now. And if you're a denominational thinker, if you have never been in a church like this, I am going to, I'm going to set you free and mess you up. <laughs> I'm going to say something right now. I'm just going to mess your head up. Jesus did not die for your sins. he died for my sins. You didn't do sin, you were. 
Him who knew no sin, go to 2 Corinthians 5.21, pop it on screen. I didn't tell you to, just take off the hand. Are y'all ready? Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, became. Well, it ain't up there yet. It will be before the rapture. No, that's okay. I, it's not her fault. Now, 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 you, now, you can't just tear this out of your Bible. You just can't rip this scripture out of your Bible and go, well, that's not what we believe. Well, start believing the Bible and you can change your believing. And then go back and tell the pastor where the church you came out of that you, 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 know, you need to start listening. You need to start reading the book. Okay, listen to this. He made him who knew no sin, that would be Jesus, to be sin. He didn't take your sin. He didn't, he didn't take your dope smoking and your wildness and die for it. He died for my sin. He did not. He became sin. He took it in his spirit and it killed him. He died spiritually. Why? Because you were dead spiritually. You can't fix spiritual death with just nails in your hands. Why do you think Jesus sweat great drops of blood in the garden? Why do you, why do you think he didn't want to taste death? Not physical, spiritual, separated from God. He had, he had to die on that cross spiritually or his body never would have died physically. He, listen, he's the son of God. He doesn't born of Adam. If he hadn't died on the cross, he'd still be walking around today. He, 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 listen, he had to become sin in order to die physically. Church doesn't know this. But why did he become sin? Because you were dead in sin. You didn't do sin. You were his sin. That's why you couldn't do anything about it. You were without God and without hope in the world. No, not a drop of hope. Either he did it or it didn't get done at all. was nothing you could do. Either he did it or it ain't did. That's why we're celebrating Easter. Now, I'm going to say something else to you. Just Easter's not just about Jesus rising dead. He arose. He arose. I'm not quite sure he needed to die. He never did nothing wrong. He didn't go to the cross for himself. He went to the cross for you. So who arose from the dead? You did. And we're just... Just fasten your seatbelts. We ain't got started yet. Because once you learn this, every devil in hell will know your name. And then if you got some money, you'd be a terror. <laughs> oh, I'm staying on that. I just got to get off that for a while. All right. Why do you think the disciples were bummed when Jesus died on the cross. Why do you think they went, we thought he was the Messiah. Why did they say that? Could they not? He kept saying, I'm going to die. They thought their enemy was Rome. The, right now in Israel, they think their enemy is Iraq, Iran, Turkey, and 
Russia. And the Antichrist is going to be a man that's going to bring peace to the Middle East, but he's not. It's false peace. When he screws up and brings a pig into the temple and they realize that he's a homosexual too, they're going to reject their Antichrist and they're going to go back to Isaiah 53 and went, we screwed up. But in the meantime, back at the ranch, the Gentiles have already figured this out. That would be you and me. All right, now let's read in the Bible why it is they had a hard time when he died. Listen to this, Isaiah 53. Uh, yeah, he was despised and rejected of men, and men of saw his grace. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We did not esteem him. Surely he bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. We esteemed that he was stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. They went, we thought he was the Messiah, but he must be a sinner. Or God never would have done to him what he did to him on the cross. Now, hold on. Hold on. Go to Deuteronomy 21, 22. Let's go. If a man has committed a sin deserving of death, and he's put to death, and you hang him on a tree. Let's read the next one. His body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but shall surely bury him that day, and that you do not defile the land which the Lord your God has given you as an inheritance, for he who is hanged is accursed by who? By God. So the disciples are looking up there going, oh, we screwed up. We thought he was the Messiah. He didn't whoop Rome. He got himself killed. Accursed of God. And they dispersed. Until he rose from the dead and he met a couple on the road to Emmaus and started talking to him. And they said, we, we thought he was a Messiah. And he said, what's wrong with you boys? And he went around gathering them back up. So I'm, I'm going to read another one to you. All of y'all ready? Because I'm going to show you something. Very, 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 very important. Muy importante. Go to Joshua. The book of Joshua, chapter 10. Woo! Hold your horses. You're going to walk out in day. Good God, I'm so, I'm, boy, I'm going to tell you something. I actually started coming to church and learning something. <laughs> you know how God changes the nation. He gets hippies saved. Amen. You see, Paul Youngie Cho one time said to God, why do you use me, God? He said, Dr. Cho, it's because you're stupid. <laughs> and he said, why do you call me stupid? He said, because you're stupid. He said, you so dumb. You do everything I say. I can't use people who think they're smart. I must use people who know they're dumb. 
So God gets hippies and says, obey me. And we go, okay. Never mind, God. Pastor Morgan, you are not very smart. I know. That's why I use a book. Never mind, y'all just. <laughs> Holy Ghost teach good stuff. All right, he told me this one day. This just rocked my world when he showed me this. Oh, verse uh, chapter 10. Oh, let's see. Verse 22, and Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring out those five kings to me from the cave. And they did so. And they brought out the five kings to him from the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And where they brought them out, the kings said uh, the kings to Joshua, Joshua called all the men of Israel and said to the captains of the men, come and put your, your feet on their necks. And they drew and put their feet on their necks. And Joshua said, do not be afraid or dismayed and be strong and of good courage for thus the Lord your God would do to all of your enemies in whom you fight. And afterwards Joshua struck them and killed them and hanged them on five trees. Why did he hang them on trees? Because of that scripture, he who hangs on a tree is cursed. Now, I'm going to go back in the story and explain to you what really happened. I know you saw the flannograph when you were a kid, but we're going to talk about what really happened. Satan knows that Joshua is going to take the promised land. He knows that. He knows if, if Joshua takes the promised land, Messiah must come. He's after the seed. He doesn't want the Messiah to come into the earth. So in rather, he already understands that he cannot defeat Joshua. Can't defeat this man. He's blessed of God. So he comes up with a plan and says, they only have so many hours in a day. Let's throw five cities at him. He'll never get them done before the sun goes down and the curse will remain. So Satan starts slinging one king after another king after another king at Joshua. By the way, Joshua never lost a man except for the ones that didn't tithe. Woo! I'm on a roll. I mean, I'm just going to smack Satan upside the head. So here's what happened. Joshua is winning, and he's fighting, and he's winning, and he's fighting, and he's winning, and, 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 and the enemy keeps coming at him, and they keep coming at him, and they keep coming at him. And the sun is going down, down, down. And he looks up at the battlefield, and there's thousands of enemies. And out of frustration, he's, he's fighting and he turns to the sun and he goes, stand still. He didn't pray, heavenly fatherish. I'm going to ask us that thouest would cause the sunneth to not move any longer. For there is coming a day in the body of Christ when they are going to be using the story of how the sun stood still and how I spoke to it. And I, that, that's just a bunch of hooing. Joshua knows I have to get the kings out of the cave before the sun goes down. 
I cannot, or the, or the curse remains. And Satan's laughing until he said, son, stop. Oh. And Satan went, no. You can't do that. You can't stop the earth from spinning. You can't do that. Josh, Joshua went, we just did. Amen. What I read to you was that when he went and got those kings and pulled them out, and hold on a minute, what happened on the cross was that the Lord Jesus became, you see, the kings represented the people. You don't need to hang all the people on the cross. God did not need to hang you on a cross. All he needed was a representative. He needed to take our king, and our king had to become one of us. He didn't die as the son of God. He died as the son of man. See, God can't die. God can't sin. God can't be tempted. So apparently, Jesus didn't walk the earth as God. He walked the earth as a man. And he defeated Satan as a man. A man whooped Satan. And, and we're, we're going to get ahead of myself. A man is seated at the right hand of God. A man is seated there. And his name is not Christ. His name is Jesus. The name of a man. And at the name of Jesus, every knee bows, every tongue confess, every devil in hell knows the man that defeated him. That's why every time you pray, you sign it, Jesus. Never mind. Anybody in here or y'all dead and going home? I mean, dear God in heaven. Say himself. Bore my sin in his body on a tree so that the blessing of Abraham would come on me. Say, I'm blessed. All right, we're, not, we're just getting started. We're just getting cranked up. I'm, I'm in second gear now. He bore our sins in his own body on a tree that we haven't died to sin, might live for righteousness. Listen, you were dead in sin. You were dead. You were dead in sin. So what he did was, and he went down in the region of the damned, and we'll get into this next Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. This is the Mac Daddy of all churches Sundays, and this is when all your in-laws and your outlaws will be here. I need a tissue. More is running in my feet. Okay. In order for Jesus to take your place, he had to become as you were so you could be as he is. We became, he became as we were, so we might be as he is now, right now. Let me, let me jump ahead of myself. Let me jump way ahead. When he died, he died in your place. And when he went to the, he, he, took, he became sin, and he paid 100% of it, and, and we have proof that God accepted 
the sacrifice, because once the debt was totally paid, God made him alive in the spirit, and Jesus was born again in hell, like you. He's the firstborn of the dead. You say, well, you're diminishing the new birth. No, I'm telling you how awesome what happened to you is. Same spirit, raised Christ from the dead. You're singing it. You don't have any idea what you just said. You're walking around with God on the inside of you. Yeah. See, if you ever learn this, every devil in hell will, will run out of your house and scream bloody murder. But he don't want you to know this. Let's finish. See, when, it, when, he went, when he was born again in hell, he came off the bottom of hell, born again man. Hell can't hold, hell's the absence of God. Hell can't hold a man full of God. Hell on earth can't hold a man full of God. That's why I keep trying to get you, get full of God. Full of the world, full of mud, and full of everything else. Get, stop, get full of God. You know, fly don't land on hot skillet. And you want me to be a holy roller? Yes, I do. <laughs> One day I was preaching in the streets in, in Orange Blossom Trail, and we got a prostitute born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. And she fell out in the power, and she started rolling. And now don't get mad at me. Every Baptist we had down there was trying to catch her. <laughs> I said, stop. Leave her alone. Let me. I mean, she'd roll up the sidewalk. She'd roll down the sidewalk. She'd roll up the sidewalk. I said, just devils are coming out of her. Leave her alone. That's, she's a holy roller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he died so we could live. He was made sin to make you righteous. He became weak to make you strong. He suffered shame to give you glory. He went to hell to take you to heaven. He was damned so you'd be made righteous. He was sick in order that healing might be yours. He was cast out of the presence of God so that we can be welcomed there. Next week, we're going to talk about the fulcrum of time. Did you know the greatest day and the greatest moment in time in the history of the universe? was the day that Jesus died on the cross and went to the region of the damned. And he's down in the region of the damned until God said, enough. And the Spirit of God went in the region of the damned and Jesus was born again. And boom, everything changed. He didn't die for himself. He died for every man on the earth. And no one goes to hell for sinning. They go to hell for rejecting Jesus because you're not doing sin. You were sinned. All you ever had to do was say, Jesus is Lord. Man, we have complicated this thing. I'm not quite sure I want to get saved because I can't sin anymore. You don't want to sin anymore. Okay. You're a sinner and you marry a girl's sinner. And then you want her to be faithful, so you bring her to church. You're an idiot. Try to help them, God. It just <laughs> Lisa's over there praying for me. Help him, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. 
Yeah, I do need help sometimes. When we recognize this, we will no longer struggle for faith, for righteousness, and for holiness. Because we will know that we were nailed to the cross and died with him. We were buried with him. We suffered with him. We were made alive with him. We were justified with him. We conquered Satan with him. We were raised with him. And we sat down at the right hand of God with him. We're going to get there in a minute. We're going to get there in a minute. We're not, we're, we're not there yet. Where were we? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Go back to First Peter. Who himself bore our sins. So anyway, back to Joshua. For just a second. Once he got those king's feet off the earth, all the curse lifted. Once Jesus' feet were lifted off the planet, Christ redeemed you from the curse. If you're born again, you have no curse on you. You now have to learn to use faith, but faith is always operated from victory. Josh, Justin, I need two chairs. I need two chairs. Just bring them up here and set them up here. Just. <laughs> Himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness. Now, I'm going to fix the boogaboo of healing forever. Now, listen to what I'm going to say. If I said to you, are you saved? He would say, I am. That's all he would say. I'd say, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? I am. And then i say, are you healed? You'd say, I'm believing for it. What changed? You, now I understand the term, but I'm, I'm concerned you don't know what you're saying. You either is or you isn't. Now, after I got born again, November 16, 1975, I went home and rolled a joint to celebrate being saved. I did not look saved, ex-saved, or anything. I still had long hair. But because I was saved, I quit doing this. And I did exhale. Well, the president said I didn't inhale. That's a lie. He inhaled. Okay, listen, listen. Because I'm saved, the rest of me caught up. He who began a good work in me, in me, in me, in me, in me. Until you're healed, you'll never have it in your body. So you don't go to, I'm believing for my healing. You have to buy his bruises. What does bruises mean? The, it says he was bruised you were, for your iniquity. So hold on a minute. Sickness in your body is a byproduct of your soul being full of sewer. Once we get, your, once we get you out of sewer mind... 
your body lines up. You, as long as you're sin conscious, as long as you're death conscious, as long as you think I'm still a sinner trying to become, your body is only responding to your soul. You're sick in your soul. But if we can get you righteous, conscious, so he was bruised, what did the bruises do? What were the bruises for? To remove sin. If there's no sin, then their sickness can't stay on the body of a girl who has no sin. Say, I have no sin. He bore my sin. I'm not a sinner. A garden can't produce bad crops unless the soil's bad. Don't go pray for it. Water it. Put some fertilizer on it. Get your Bible out and throw some fertilizer on that old bad dirt you got. Get in the Word. He sent his Word and healed them. Get your life in order. Okay. Everybody's looking at me going, that's a wonderful idea. If the tomatoes, they're all scrawny and the leaves are... It's the gardener. Okay. Go to Ephesians. How am I doing? Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, glory to God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. We're going to pray a prayer. You're going to see a prayer, and then we're going to grab the understanding of this prayer. We do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in our prayers of the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, glory. We'd give everybody in this church spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him. Didn't say anything about making, giving you healing. Didn't say anything about giving you money. Just said, give you knowledge. I pray the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you'd be filled with the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance, the saint, the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him, Jesus, at the right hand of God in heaven's blessed, far above principalities, power, might, and dominion, every name that's named, not only that, that which is to come, gave us, put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, whose body fills all in all. And you prayed that and didn't understand a thing you said. Lisa, come up here. Sit. I'm going to reread this. I'm going to reread this. Chapter 2, verse 1. And you, parentheses, he made life. The parentheses, forget them. They tried to, they tried to fix this. I don't know why they started a chapter in the middle of a sentence. Whoever wrote this, they're not too bright. And I want you to know the numbers are not in, in the scriptures. They added them later. So don't throw anything at me. And you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses. You were dead. Wait a minute, what's he talking about, and you? In order to understand and you, you have to go back and read what was happened before. Because in here explains that. But you've never understood that in this because someone put a two there. Now, let's go back to verse 19. What is the exceeding greatness 
See, and, and you, this, all of this is talking about you. This is all talking about you. I'm going to read it correctly. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ and you, when he raised him from the dead, and you, and set him and you at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but that is to come, and put all things under his feet and you. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, you, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all, and you. Now, you understand something. When Jesus died on the cross, he died in your place. He went down in the region of the dam. He was born again in the region of the dam. He rose from the dead. And now he's alive forevermore, and you. And then he walked up to his guys and said, hi, guys, how y'all doing? He goes, oh, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. We thought you were dead. Well, I was. I tried to tell you, but you don't listen very good. But you see, then he breathed on them, and, and they said, see, he, if he took their sin, the sin is the thing that was keeping God from being able. See, now listen, if a woman, if a man's wife dies, if, if she's alive, he can't remarry. But if she dies, he can remarry. The law had to kill you so God could remarry. And get him a righteous. So you had to die in order to be made alive. But in once you, when you died in sin, then all of your sin went in the region of the damned. And when he arose, you arose with no sin. And now Jesus can be married to another. So then he set, then, then he rose from the dead and he sat down above all principality, might, and dominion. And he sat down as head of the church, the ruler of the universe, and you. This is you. As he is. Come on, y'all are getting this. You're not trying to become anything. Now, what's, what's Donald Trump's wife's name? I get Melania. She ain't doing nothing. Every time I see her on Facebook, all they're saying, isn't she lovely and rich? And she just goes. And every woman in America is going, I wish I had a Donald. You too. This is not future. This is now. Every devil in hell knows who you are. What his concern is, you finding out who you are. So why are you trying to become rich? Why are you trying to become healed? Why are you trying to become more righteous? Himself took it as he is. Thank you. (laughs) 
Somebody, hey, amen. Come on, this. My God, this is good. When I learned this, I'm like, why has no one ever told me this? You know, when Jesus walked the earth, do you know all he did? Walking around taking life? Satan, get off him. Go, be healed. He took the life in him and just blew it through people's body. And you have it in you. You get sick. Anybody? Go back to First Peter. I want to. I want to read it one more time before we go home. Oh, this is so good. Himself bore my sin in his body on a tree. So that I, having died to sin, might be made as righteous as God. And by the way, by his bruises, I was healed. Now, while I was reading a book on the authority of the believer one time, I'm trying to close. He said, the hardest fight you'll ever have is to stay in your seat. Don't get out of your seat. Don't let the devil go, come down here and fight with me. I'm not coming down there and fighting with you. Kenneth Hagin was in the bed, and the paralysis came back on him. And the left side of his body became paralyzed again. He was out preaching. And the devil said, you won't get your healing this time. And brother, and Kenneth Hagin went, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and Satan said, what are you laughing at? He said, I'm laughing at you. He said, why are you laughing at me? You said, I'm not going to get my healing this time. He said, you're not. You're not going to get your healing this time. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at you. You said, I'm not going to get my healing this time. Well, you're not. He said, I don't have to. Jesus already got it. <laughs> I want you to quit trying to become what you are. Quit asking God to do what he already did. Walk in the, get in your seat. Now, this, 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 the book out there called The Authority of the Believer that rocked the body of Christ when last week we talked about dominion. Now, understand, we don't have dominion over God. You know, you're not, you're not telling God what to do. But the problem with denominational Christians is they think everything that happens good and bad is God. That's a lie. Well, God taught me something. Well, he may have taught you something in the middle of you being stupid, but you didn't have to be stupid. And me too, and me too. How many of y'all ever done anything dumb? And God went, you know what, now that you're, let me just tell you something. I'm going to help you now. I'm not getting that mad. But you, he didn't do that to teach you something. Are y'all out there? And so, you understand, I submit to God. He said, take this church. I submit. Told me to marry her, and I submitted. If I get her to submit, that'd be really good. We're using our faith right now. Just believe in God. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. You, you're married. Are y'all listening? 
I understand there is a sovereignty, God is God. But what he gave you at the cross is yours. Do you understand that? And he'll never do anything about it again. Whatever you allow, you allow. What you forbid. God is actually waiting on you. You say, but God can do anything. Well, how come people are going to hell? That's not his will. A lot of things happen that are not his will. A lot of stuff happened in your life, not his will. But you have to stand up and go, and take my place. This scripture, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an assignment. Learn it. Learn it. I want you to be able to quote it himself. He bore my sin in his body on a tree so that I, having died to sin, rose from the dead, been made righteous by his bruises. I am the healed. Take, I mean, listen, that's called what you're doing. We just meditate. All we did today was take one scripture apart. There's so much life in this scripture, it'll get your body healed and set you on fire. Does that, does that make sense? This is, why, this is why the Bible says, meditating in the law of the Lord days and night. You're trying to get God to do something, you just laid your Bible down. Pick it up, read it, and go, whoa, oh, he did this. He, get your eyes on Jesus. This is Easter. My God, at least get his eyes on at least two weeks out of the year. The world is messed up, and we're not. Is this good? Did you learn anything? Okay, next Sunday is better. Don't go to the beach. It can't help you. Goodbye. See you at the door. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Say he's good. He's good. Amen. Isaiah 53, surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Well, that says griefs and sorrows. Well, if you're in most of your Bibles, there's a little heading on the side. It says sicknesses and pain. Many people say, oh, that's just spiritual stuff. That's just mental stuff. You just bore your sorrows, your tears. Look on the side note of your page. And then if you don't believe me then, then go to Matthew 8, 17. It says, Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. As it was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So Matthew 8, 17 is referring back to Isaiah 53, right after he healed everybody and their dog. Amen? So you need to read the Bible within the context that it was written. Amen? And then it says the punishment for not his peace, your peace. He was punished so you could have peace. The punishment, the chastisement is punishment. Chastisement is whips, right? The punishment for his, our peace, not his peace, was, was upon him. 
so then by his stripes you're healed. So this morning, number one, that punishment is spiritual death in hell if you don't know Jesus as Savior. In Acts 16, it says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. Jesus, I believe you died for me. Jesus, I believe you bore my punishment. Not I believe in God. The Bible says the devils believe in God. It's not enough to say I believe in God. That says nothing. Do you believe Jesus died specifically for you? He took your sin. And if he took your sin, then he took the punishment for sin. It's all tied together. Romans says death came by sin. What is sickness? Sickness is slow death. Sickness is incipient death. It's just slow death. Nobody feels good when they're sick. Thank God we recover many times. Your body was built to do that. So if you're here this morning, you said, I don't remember a time where I ever said, Jesus, be my Lord. Jesus, personally, for me, be my Lord. If you don't remember of time, get up here. Today's the day of salvation. Don't leave those doors without saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. There is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And we are not going to not talk about that. So as the altar workers are coming forward, they are here to pray with you this morning. Don't leave without saying, Jesus, I want to make sure that I pray and say, thank you for the blood. I repent of sin. Thank you for taking my sin. I believe you died and I accept you as Lord. Amen. If you're here with someone today and you're sitting next to someone, whether you're here with them or not, and you're not sure if they're born again, why don't you be a witness we don't have to wait for you to go out in the street. If you're sitting by someone that you're not sure, they might be born again or they may not. Say, have you accepted Jesus as Lord? This is the easiest place in the world to get somebody saved. Just turn over. They're here for a reason. And say, if they say, I'm not sure, then walk them up. Don't send them up there by themselves. You walk up with them and say, well, let's be sure today. I got two boys Two Mormon boys on an airplane saved just like that. 12 and 13 years of age. And they said, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I said, do you want to know? Yes, we do. And I opened up their Bible. And thank God John 14 was reading the way my Bible did. <laughs> there was some other junk in the front and the back about Muhammad the prophet and all that stuff. But at least John 14, 6, read, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. I said to those boys, you ever read that before in your Bible? They said, we never read the Bible. <laughs> and so it is with many people. So come forward if you want prayer for anything. If you want prayer for anything. Jesus said, if any two shall agree on earth. As touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them. Of my Father which is in heaven, if you pray according to the word, you can believe according to the word. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. 
and it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing it helps keep all these messages free you can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345 and remember our pastor's vision is this we grow christians so we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time